Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh my goodness me. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, it's very early in the morning and I'm very, very tired. Um, so, uh, but apart from that, mm, feeling a little bit better today, oh, which is good. Now, um, today is Monday, so happy Monday, um, but it's, um, we're not going to be doing an awful lot today because uh, in England, anyway, everything is closed um, because uh, it's the funeral of um, the Queen of England. So it's a very sad day um, and um, the whole country is mourning the loss of our queen but we have a new king so it's a bit historical right now going on um so we will we won't be doing much because as i say everything is closed but um we will be watching the funeral later on today um because well because it's history it's a part of our history so we should always always watch and take part in history as much as we can <clears throat> excuse me so um that uh is what i'm going to be doing today um but what are you going to be doing are you going because if you're not in england i don't know it probably isn't a holiday there so you're probably going to school um or whatever else you do on a monday um so whatever it is that you're going to be doing i hope you have fun uh so the riddle from yesterday um michael you were the first one to message in and tell me the correct answer which was very very clever of you because actually it was a very hard one well i thought it was very hard anyway but then i always do <clears throat> excuse me so, um, the riddle was, I have no legs, I will never walk, but I will always run. What am I? And the answer was water. Of course it was. Oh my goodness. Water runs. It runs in a river. It runs in a tap coming out of a tap. You always run water, don't you? So, of course, that was the answer. <laughs> well done to everyone who got that right, because I was stumped until I read the answer. Anyway, um, today we have a good one. I quite like today's riddle. So, um, hey, diddle, diddle, riddle me this. Why are teddy bears never hungry what do you think is that an easy one or is that a difficult one i love this one i really do um it's quite a funny answer so get your thinking caps on and tell me the answer to that why are teddy bears never hungry Okay, now, 
Um, today is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I'm not very good at talking like a pirate. I don't really know how to. Um, so I'm not going to talk like a pirate. <laughs> um, although uh, my children, I told them yesterday that today was International Talk Like a Pirate Day. And they've been talking like that ever since. So, um, yeah, <laughs> they've they've started very early on the talk like a pirate. Now, I told you yesterday that we did a science experiment because my children wanted to show my gran, um, their great gran, um, how to do it. So I thought, I thought I would show you or tell you how to do it. So, now, I know that some of you call crisps uh, crisps or sometimes they're called chips or uh, it depends where you live. But they're in a packet. They come in a little packet and you eat them, the potato chips or potato crisps. Now, how about doing a science experiment to shrink a bag of, well, an empty bag, not the actual bag of um, with the food in, but um, an empty bag. Once you've eaten them, you throw the bag away, don't you? Well, instead of throwing it away, how about making a key ring out of it? Or putting it on, you know, putting it on a chain or even on a necklace or... Uh, on a the zip on your pencil case or anything like that or just keeping it a tiny miniature mini bag of um of crisps <laughs> so first of all I'll tell you how to do it okay and then I'll tell you why it does it so you wash and dry the the bag after you've uh eaten it wash and dry it with um dish uh, dish soap, washing up liquid. Make sure you dry it thoroughly. Okay. If you want to make it into a key ring or put it on a necklace or anything like that, then you make a hole in the top corner. Now, you may need to ask a grown up to do that bit. Okay. So then you put, um, you need two baking sheets. And two pieces of baking paper. So you put the packet, you place the packet on top of a sheet of baking paper on one, one of the trays. Okay. You place the second piece of paper over the top. Make sure it's baking paper, not just normal paper. Um, and then you place the second tray on top of that to keep everything all smooth. OK, and then you put it in the oven. So this is a mummy and daddy job. Um, you put it in the oven and bake it at 180 degrees centigrade. I don't quite know what that is for any other ovens. Um, but you can Google that to find out. 
So you bake it at 180 degrees centigrade for 10 minutes. Okay. And then you get mommy or daddy to remove it from the oven and take off the top tray. Okay. Wait for it to cool and remove the crisp packet. And you have a tiny mini version of the crisp packet. How cool is that? Now, my children made, um, I, I had um, some key rings um, because I make key rings as well as everything else that I do. <laughs> um, so I actually had some key rings. You can you can buy them or you can um, use uh, ones that you've already got with keys on um, and just add it to them. But they made key rings um, to give away as presents. So now the reason that it happens is because the bags are made up of things called polymers. Okay, now polymers are long chains of molecules and they are stretched out to make the packet. But when you heat them in the oven, they bunch back up again, causing them to shrink and causing the um, packet to shrink, which creates a cute mini version. <laughs> so it's all science, but it's also fun to do. So you can make a present for people. Um, you can make a present for yourself. Um, but it is fun to do. So there you go. That was instead of a fun fact today, <laughs> because I think the fun fact was in the um, the sciencey explanation. What do you think? <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, we went to the park, not the park, the beach. Sorry, yesterday um, evening, and we found some amazing stones big big stones um as big as an adult's hand you could just keep put one in your hand and they're very smooth um and they are just perfect for painting so we've got loads of them and brought them home um, or brought them back and we're going to take them home with us and we're going to paint them so we're going to paint pictures of um, what we're going to paint pictures of little insects so like ladybugs and spiders in fact um, my son thought of an amazing thing to do um, he's going to draw pumpkins on his and spiders um, and set them out in the front garden for Halloween <laughs> Um, now, um, at some point, because obviously they will have pumpkins um, for Halloween. Um, I don't know whether you do. Do you do pumpkins? Do you scoop out the insides and um, uh, make funny faces on the outside and then light them up? <laughs> we do. And my children do one each, so um, that's all good. But last year, 
after we'd used um, the pumpkins, what we did was made them into bird feeders. So we kept the seeds and all the insides, but we all the just the seeds and um, we made them into bird feeders. So later on, when it comes to making your pumpkins and everything, I'll let you know how we did it. Um, because we'll be doing it again this year, uh, so that you can feed the birds with your pumpkins and not just waste them. How amazing is that? So, I am going to read chapter eight of Mr Pink Whistle. Okay, now this story is very, very sad because it's about two children who are not nice to their pets, their pet rabbits. So, um, and that's not very nice, is it? So, um, but we are going to read it and obviously Mr. Pink Whistle is going to make things better for those poor rabbits. So, The Forgotten Rabbits, okay? In a nice big wooden hutch in a lovely garden lived two rabbits. Their names were Bubble and Squeak, and they were very, very pretty. Their ears were long and floppy, and their noses went up and down all day long. They belonged to Winnie and Morris. At first, the children had been most excited over their rabbits, and had brought them all kinds of delicious food every hour or two. Then they had grown used to them and had cleaned their cage out and given them food once a day. And now, lately, they'd forgotten all about them or started to forget all about them. For two whole days, the hutch had not been cleaned out. For two whole days... The rabbits had had no fresh food. Mother began to wonder if the rabbits were being looked after well and she went down to see. She was very angry when she found that their cage was so dirty and that they had no food at all. I shall give the rabbits away, she told Winnie and Morris. If you can't look after your own animals, you are not fit to have any. Oh, don't do that, said Winnie who really liked her rabbits, although she was lazy and couldn't be bothered to remember them. I'll clean out the hutch and feed them. Really, I will, Mummy. But she didn't. She remembered for three days and then forgot again. And this time her Mummy was away and didn't see that the rabbits were forgotten. Auntie Jane was there to look after the children and she quite thought that Winnie and Morris could be trusted to see to bubble and squeak. The poor rabbits were hungry. They gnawed at their cage and tried to get out. They could see the green grass and they could see the cabbages in the kitchen garden and the nice juicy lettuces. They felt as if they must get to them somehow. So they gnawed and they gnawed with their sharp teeth and after three days when they were so hungry that they could almost have eaten the wire netting, Bubble made a hole nearly big enough to squeeze through, but not quite 
big enough. Poor Bubble. He tried to squash his soft body through the hole and he stuck. He couldn't get forwards and he couldn't get backwards. It was really dreadful. He began to squeal and a rabbit squeal is a noise that makes everyone want to rush to its help. There was nobody in the house to hear because the children and their aunt were out. But Mr Pink Whistle heard. He was walking at the end of the street, quite a long way away, but he heard the rabbit squealing, for he had ears that heard all cries of sadness and pain. He stopped and listened. He ran back down the road in a hurry, rushed into the front gate, round the house and down the rabbit to where the rabbit hutch was. He soon saw what had happened to poor Bubble. He carefully cut the hole a little wider, took out the frightened rabbit and placed it back in the hutch. Oh, thank you, said Bubble, who knew at once that the little fat man was half a brownie. Mr Pinkwhistle looked rather stern. You should not have tried to escape, he said. That was a punishment to you for trying to run away from a kind, a good hutch and kind owners. Please, it isn't a good hutch and Winnie and Morris are not kind, said Bubble at once. Look, did you ever see such a dirty hutch and nasty hay? Can you see any food at all? Mr Pinkwhistle looked. Oh, and he frowned. No, he said, there is no food at all and the hutch is very dirty. Are Winnie and Morris unkind to you? Oh, yes, said Squeak, her nose waffling hard, up and down, up and down. They often forget us. One day we shall die of hunger and... Oh, it's dreadful to be hungry and yet see all that good food out there beyond our cage. That's why we try to escape. You poor, poor things, said tender-hearted Mr Pinkwhistle. Children have no right to keep pets unless they look after them properly. This is a very wicked thing, I hear. He opened the door of the cage wide. Come out, little rabbits, he said. Go and eat all you want and then run to the hills and live there in a burrow. I will not let those children keep you. Oh, the rabbits hopped out gladly. They rushed to the lettuces which grew in the children's own garden and they ate the whole lot. They ate a row of new green pea plants and they nibbled the tops off the young turnips. Oh, they had a wonderful time. Then off to the hills they ran and found a cosy burrow for the two of them. Mr Pinkwhistle stared at the empty cage and his face was sad. What a lot of unfair things happen, he said. Those were harmless, kindly little rabbits. And yet Winnie and Morris made them hungry, thin and miserable. Well, I've put things right for Bubble and Squeak and now I must see to Winnie and Morris. He soon saw the children, bonny, fat and healthy, with rosy faces and shining eyes. Huh, people don't forget your meals, he thought. You are chubby and fat, 
and your beds won't be dirty and smelly, unmade for days. Oh, no, they will be sweet and clean and fresh. Oh, my dear children, I have to teach you a lesson. You won't like it, but I cannot have you treating little creatures smaller than yourselves so unkindly as you have treated those two rabbits. Mr Pinkwhistle made himself disappear. He couldn't be seen at all. He went into the house and up the stairs and soon found the children's rooms with their pretty white beds and blue eyed downs. Mr Pinkwhistle pulled all the bedclothes off. He jumped on the white sheets with his dirty boots. What a mess he made of those two nice beds. Ah, now the children will know what the rabbits felt like having no nice clean cage to sleep in, said Mr Pinkwhistle. He went downstairs. Aunt Jane had placed two plates of delicious smelling stew on the table for the children who had gone to wash their hands. Mr Pinkwhistle took the plates and emptied them out of the window. Then he put them back on the table. What a to-do there was when Aunt Jane and the two children came into the dining room. How quickly you've eaten your dinner, cried Aunt Jane. We haven't eaten any of it, said Morris, staring in surprise at his empty plate, smeared with gravy. You must have, said Aunt Jane. Your plates are empty. Don't tell naughty stories. We're not, said Winnie. Someone's eaten it instead of us. Can we have some more, Aunt Jane? There isn't any, said her aunt. You must have the pudding now. I simply can't understand it. Well, nor could the children. They were hungry and had so much wanted their stew. Aunt Jane went to get the pudding. It was a treacle pudding and it sat upright on a big dish. Just as she set the dish on the table and turned round to get a spoon, Mr Pinkwhistle whipped the pudding off the dish and threw it out of the window. Plonk! It landed on the grass and broke into bits. The children screamed in horror. Our pudding! It jumped off the dish! Well, Aunt Jane hadn't seen what happened, but she was very, very angry. You are being very naughty children, she cried. You threw it out of the window. I know you did. It must have been you, for there's no one else here. Look at it there, smashed on the lawn. Go up to bed, both of you. Crying bitterly, the two children went upstairs to bed and then they saw their dirty, untidy beds with the clothes on the floor. They called their aunt and she looked at the mess in dismay. We really didn't do it. Honestly, we didn't, sobbed Winnie. Please believe us, Aunt Jane. Aunt Jane didn't know what to think. She made the beds and told the children to get undressed. Winnie went to the drawer of her chest as soon as her aunt had gone. I've got some biscuits and chocolate here, Morris, she said. Let's have them. I'm so hungry. But as soon as she opened her drawer, Mr Pinkwhistle's invisible hand went in and he took out the packet of biscuits and the bar of chocolate. He threw them out of the window. The children screamed with rage and fright. Whatever could be happening? And then Mr Pinkwhistle pulled their beds to pieces again and jumped on the sheet. 
Who is it? Who is it? It's someone we can't see, wept Winnie. Yes, said Mr Pinkwizzle, but now you shall see me. He muttered some very magic words and hey presto, there he was, standing in front of the children, a little fat man with pointed browny ears and large green eyes. Good morning, he said. I'm so sorry to behave like this, but for the sake of bubble and squeak, I have to put things right. You forgot to clean their bed, so I've made your beds dirty and untidy to show you how horrid it is. You forgot to give them food and they went hungry, so I've taken away your food to show you what it's like to be really hungry. What do you think about that? I'm ashamed, said Winnie, and she hung her head. I'm sorry about it, said Morris, and he went red. I'll go straight down to the hutch now and give the rabbits a good feed. Off went the children and found the hutch empty. How they cried. It's a hard lesson, said Mr Pinkwhistle, feeling sad. But learn it, my dears, and you'll be happier in the future. And so will your pets. Goodbye. He disappeared. Where had he gone? The children couldn't imagine. Well, wasn't very nice, but um, they deserved it, I think, don't you? You can't have pets and then not look after them. My goodness me. Uh, so, have you got any pets? Have you got... I've got a cat. Um, and we did have rabbits. And our rabbits were called Betsy and Bubbles. Um, so, yeah, they were so cute um, and they played all the time. <laughs> um, but we don't have those anymore, um, unfortunately. Uh, so um, we have just got the cat now. And all the birds in the garden that we feed. <laughs> so, um, what kind of pets have you got? Have you got a dog? My children want a dog. But they're at school all day and I'm at work all day. So, it's not really a practical thing to have. So, um, we may have to put that on the back burner for a while. <laughs> Anyway, um, I am going to go and I hope you have a lovely, lovely day. If by any chance you want to give the um, experiment a go and I, I don't know, I didn't explain it very well or I talked too fast or whatever, um, then please get your mums or dads to message me um, or well send me an email and I can always email the the instructions on how to do it um my email address is and I'm trying to remember it now um sally ann so that's s-a-l-l-y-a-n-n-e one nine nine zero at mail.com and you 
doesn't have to be about that. You can message me about anything. Um, so I had a lovely picture um, of a unicorn cake, birthday cake, um, from One Little Girls, which was lovely. She shared her birthday cake with me. Um, so uh, if you want to share any pictures or anything like that, uh, any pictures that you've drawn or, um, yeah, or pet pictures even, <laughs> just, you know, just let uh, I'll start again um just send them because I'm always always happy um and I will be able to I don't know interact with you more but I will give you the instructions for that experiment because I know I talk a little bit fast sometimes and maybe you don't understand me so you all have a wonderful day um and I will see you all again tomorrow. Do not forget the riddle, which is why are teddy bears never hungry? Hmm. Well, why? Why aren't they? <laughs> see who can message me first. Anyway. I will go and I will see you all again tomorrow. Okay, but make sure you take care and make sure you stay safe. Bye for now.